6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. A much-anticipated report on improving continuing care in our province is out. It makes uh, 42 recommendations. Some of those recommendations are going to be put in place as early as July 1st. The MLA for Calgary Fish Creek is Richard Gottfried. He joins us this afternoon. He was the chair of the review. And uh, Mr. Gottfried, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you, Jalen. I really appreciate you making time for me today. Well, you know what? I'm really happy to see uh, this review, the review done and these recommendations come out. You know, we've been talking through COVID, obviously over the past 15 months, about how things have to change. And a lot of the things I'm seeing on this list are things that have been identified that could have helped uh, the situation over the past uh, number of months. So give us an idea of when this review started and and what exactly did it look at, Richard? Absolutely. Thanks, Jalen. You know, it it started actually in February of 2020, and we kind of hit the pause button because of the pandemic, uh, assuming that we would be through this. But we we kicked it off uh, in in January. We actually, uh, with the the help of MNP, who was our contractor on this, we did over 7,000 online surveys. Uh, we had over 90 interviews, focus groups, and, and other virtual engagement with uh, with stakeholders, which, which included residents primarily, mm. uh, their family members, uh, you know, people from within the sector, staff members within the sector, as well as operators and special interest groups, seniors, advocacy groups, and whatnot, to ensure we really had a clear picture of what people were thinking, what they uh, felt the system was lacking, where we could make improvements. And I think we've, we've encapsulated much of that in this report. Were you able? able to um or, or you know the people you know, we put it together were they able to track the responses and how maybe they changed and the thoughts about what was needed and what changes needed to be made over the course of the pandemic i'm wondering if 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 that had an impact on what people were suggesting uh, undoubtedly that's the case i yeah. mean there's we've never had a system under such stress Jalen. it's it's uh it's really informed where we're going and i think it's put stressors on a system which have allowed us to even step one step you know further ahead in terms of the the analysis we've done in terms of people's perception in in terms of of you know preparedness for uh, not just infectious disease but pandemic in the future and it's not just processes and people and how we do things but it's going to be facility design and innovation in the future yeah you know when i when i look at one of the recommendations saying you know phasing out shared rooms and continuing care facilities including an immediate halt on admissions to rooms where there are already two residents i mean that is something that yeah. was talked about a lot during the pandemic and what yeah. might have been if that had already been in place. Uh, the enhancing uh, public reporting on continuing care inspections, what, what does that look like? Can you um, can you expand on that a little bit? Well, it's meant to, you know, the, the recommendation is to bring more transparency mm. to, to the public, quite frankly, and to those considering or, or uh, you know, through no fault of their own having to, to be in a position where they have to, uh, to consider the designated supportive living or long-term care. Uh, it's, it's in the future for, for, for many uh, Albertans and we need to make sure that people understand where the uh, where the what the performance is like where where the inadequacies are you know we've had an incredible stress on this system I'm very proud of, of 
of, of when I see what's happened. No question, it's been so tragic to see the deaths, and, and many of those have been uh, in congregate living facilities. But the oversight has been has been incredibly tight. Uh, the performance of most of the operators has been incredible, and you know it just gives us an opportunity to reflect on this. We're so well informed now about what some of the increased risks are. Mm-hmm. The ward system will disappear uh, starting July 1st. They will only be two people moved into a room going forward. Uh, the old term divorce by nursing home will be uh, will, will make that so that that is not something that happens to couples. It's so tragic to see that happen, Julian. And you know what? I wanted to bring that up because this to me is is huge. Um, you know, some people might think, oh, no, for for these couples who have been together for so, so long. And then, as you said, divorce by, you know, a facility. I mean, it shouldn't happen. And so this yeah. year, the, the work, you know, one of the recommendations is is to to to, to at, at all times possible you know allow these couples to remain living together i mean it is you know it's about quality of life isn't it you know what and that is the term we used throughout this report Jalen. quality of life for residents family staff uh, this is meant to transform and modernize the the continuing care system in alberta because guess what i'm a baby boomer i'm not <laughs> sure about you but i'm a baby boomer and uh you know i think baby boomers now are about 54 to 73 sort of thereabouts so we're not really in that system yet but we will be and the baby boomers are going to represent a 62 percent increase in the need by 2030 we need to get this right we need to be focused on how we can make it transform and modernize the system how we can protect albertans going forward how we can invest in the future and and change the mix and change how we do things so that people can live healthier and longer in their homes which actually will save you know albertans mm-hmm. and taxpayers money as we do that but also meet the needs of of those aging albertans well richard you've got a few years on me. I'm a Gen Xer, but that's <laughs> okay. And I wanted to ask you about that because this one of the things that we have talked about on this show over and over again. When we saw what happened during the pandemic in our long-term care facilities and our continuing yeah. care facilities across the country, I mean, we were we were devastated. We were heartbroken. We were angry. There were tears. Yeah. Or, you know, all of these things. And, and the reality is, and you touched on it, that the population, there's, you know, the baby boomers, hey, guess what? Boom. In the next few years, yeah, there is going to be needing, they're, they're going to be needing possibly uh, uh, more home care or needing a, a place in a facility. That is something that needs to be addressed. Actually, probably should have been addressed about 10 years ago, but it's good yeah. that it's being addressed now because otherwise we could be rightly, you know what, <laughs> in, well, in a decade you know, from now. That's a great point. You know, it's it's. I think you know we we mentioned the quality of life. Home care is referenced in this. We mm-hmm. know we have to do some further dives on in home care, but it's how we deliver services. You know, I, I you know I've got three relatives that are in the various levels of continuing care now, so I'm living through it now. But I also went through it about 25 years ago. My, my dad was 51 when I was born, so uh, we kept him in his home over 25 years ago mm-hmm. till the age of 87 when he passed away, Jillian. It was much more difficult then than it is now. Mm-hmm. We need to make it that much easier in the future. Future, that people can choose it as an off option. We're looking at self-directed care and client, client, uh, uh, you know, based care options where they can take a look at things. They can have access to to more robust and more uh, broader services. We can even bring technology into it. We reference that in the report: technology and innovation, where we can monitor people's vitals, and then we can ensure that the the face-to-face care they get is really hands-on, but that we can watch out for people and care for them and make sure that they're not, uh, you know, going down a, a wrong path in terms of their care. Nutrition. 
nutrition, other things like that. And those are all components that we can, can bring forth to make this an even better system. And it, it's, it's vital, as you said. Richard, I have to ask you before uh, I, I let you go here. I mean, you know, the cost of doing some of these things, I mean, there's a cost of not doing it, let's be real, but the cost of doing it to the facility operators or the province who are operating, you know, um, you know, the, the, the provincially one runs, what does that look like? And are we worried about that? You know, in Alberta, I think we have a pretty good mix. We're almost one-third, one-third, one-third yeah. uh, public, uh, not-for-profit and faith-based and private sector. It's really, Jillian, about the oversight. We, we've committed here to, to, to more robust reporting and accountability. That's the key. Um, but in terms of how we're going to, to, to fund this, there's going to be a shift. There's going to be a shift to more home care. So we may not need as much capital, although we'll need it in certain areas just based on the baby boomer bubble. But I, I think it's about you know affordability for Albertans and the taxpayer, but sustainability of the system so that we can bring capital to the table, we can bring the expertise to the table, we can bring innovation to the table, and choice to Albertans. And I think that those are the key. If we get it right, Jalen, I don't think it will, on a per capita basis, it will cost us more. I think the cost of getting it right will be that we'll actually have an affordable and sustainable system going forward. Well, you know what, whenever you talk about spending tax dollars more efficiently, Richard, that gets uh, gets my listeners' ears perked up. So we'll be watching this closely, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see Absolutely. a number of these recommendations. It's about time, and uh, and, I, and I think that um, from what, from, you know, initial uh, initial uh, outlines, I think you're, I think um, it's a really good move. So uh, well, that's just my 15, two cents worth. <laughs> yeah, we had 15, you know, people from all walks of life, the Indigenous communities, residents, yeah. family members uh, on our expert panel. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not an expert, but boy, did we have some really sharp and bright people. It was about listening to Albertans, uh-huh. Jalen. It was about uh, having an action plan. The next step is the action plan yep. to inform the legislation that will build the foundations for us to have the type of system that Albertans count on and that they expect from us. Well, we'll be following it closely because I can tell you that my listeners have been pounding me and pounding on this for over a year now. So thanks for yeah. joining me this afternoon i appreciate your time i'd love to chat again as we move forward okay i look forward to it sounds great richard godfrey joining me this afternoon the mla for calgary fish creek the chair of this facility-based continuing care review panel some good points coming out of this fingers crossed they get implemented